This is The Morning Drive on FM 96.3 AM 620. News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here. And joining us in studio now is one of WCAX star reporters, Ike Ben David. Good morning, Ike. Long time. Listener, first time guest, Kurt. Thanks so much. Thanks hey. for coming in here. We love having you on the show. And uh, I'm going to take it that you're coming in this morning, that you were coming in this morning, brought luck to our beloved New York Yankees because they broke their nine-game losing streak. Well, Judge, with a few home runs last night, Severino with a great outing last night. It's been a troubling season to be a Yankees fan, uh, at what? least to our expectations, Oh, yeah. at least. <laughs> very, very Tough season. Troubling. But uh, Judge did, I think, in honor of the fact that he probably knew you were coming in this morning. Of course. No, of course. knew that I was going to have a fellow Yankee fan on the show with me because a lot of times we have fellow Reds or Red Sox fans who, <laughs> yeah. who are roasting me. But I think Judge, in honor of that, said, I'm just going to go off tonight and get this thing done with. Well, you know, a, a Yankee legend once said it ain't over till it's over, but uh, I am... Uh, I'm feeling it's a little over with this season here. I'm almost turning the page to the New York football giants at this point. But, <laughs> you know, you. win last night uh, has some hope for those uh, those Yankees down the Bronx there. It's not, it's, as Yogi said, you're right. It's not over till it's over. And it's not over till it's mathematically eliminated. But, let's face it, it would take, <laughs> it would take something like close to a miracle. Well, I, I, I'm rooting for it. At least I'll say that. It, it would it would be a close to a miracle. They'd have to do something pretty unbelievable. And I don't think it's in the cards. But, Ike, let's talk about yeah. how your history, let's let some of our, our listeners who watch WCX and see you on the news every night learn something about you biographically. Um, and I think part of that is tell us where you grew up and how you grew up, and I think it also links to you becoming a Yankee fan. Yeah, totally. I'm a native Vermonter. I grew up in Bennington County, small town uh, called Shaftesbury. If, oh, yeah. uh, if you're following uh, the, you know frenzy football, I went to Mount Anthony, played uh, football there as well. I uh, grew up there, a uh, small town. Uh, my parents uh, divorced, though, when I was younger. And what my, position in football did you play? I played corner and wide receiver at Mount ah. Anthony, but we can get to where I played in college later. That, that's, the, that's the next chapter coming up. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dad was in Manhattan growing up, uh, 35th and Lex, inside the, the wow. city. So I, I was very fortunate for that looking back now because I had this absolutely amazing experience growing up in rural Vermont. You know, I uh, you know, had the four-wheelers, hiking, everything in between, get to really see the woods, uh, take a bus or train from Albany, New York, and I'm oh, yeah. there. The Empire State Building is my nightlight at this point, and I really got to experience, you know, I, it's been a while since I've been back there now, but I had, you know, I had the subway memorized, and I would plan my trips to see my dad and family around Yankee homestands, and oh, yeah. uh, it, it was, it, growing up, it was great, and I look back, and, you know, it, it's fascinating, you know, when I was getting ready for college, the one thing I wanted to do was get out of Vermont. You know, I was like, I, I just want to experience that. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually selected um, Utica College for a year, um, was able to play football, had a good journalism program at the time, and yeah, to the point about the Yankees, at the Yes Network, too, so I could watch the Yankees <laughs> when I was at school. I, I hear you so on that, you were out, but not, com- so you were, you were kind of out of, I was going to say, out of, out of New York City, out of Vermont, but you still had the the accessibility. Exactly. And yeah. after a year, I realized it, it wasn't really for me. So I transferred to uh, then Castleton State College. Mm-hmm. When I finished, it was Castle University. And obviously now it's uh, Vermont State University at Castleton. So yeah. it's been through uh, some changes there. But no, and, and Castle University really um, set the stage for me. I really had a good opportunity there to, to make it here. And wow. it had to be really something to be growing up in Shaftesbury. And then be spending a bunch of time in Manhattan, in New York City. Yeah, and that's actually where I, I really want to talk about where my, my influences for, for media started. My mom was a uh, 
radio DJ superstar in Albany, uh, New York. Oh, wow. Uh, Peggy Apple, for the, the viewers from there. She also was at EQX in Manchester. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's always great hearing all of her stories, interviewing Bono, Bruce Springsteen, playing softball with Joan Jett, all these, you know, amazing Holy stories cow. of her uh, growing up. And that's what influenced, you know, actually, uh, she worked at WBTN in Bennington for a little bit. I remember going to the station yeah. growing up. I actually, that's the first radio station. It's, it's cool being back here in a radio station because that's where I got my first start as well. Um, and, but because of the Yankees, we never really got them before all these, you know, major TV deals in Vermont. So when we did, I would do the play by play to my dad on the phone oh. who was in New York. So it was good practice. I had to fill time. I had yeah. to, what are you describing? What are you seeing? And I'd kind of do these mock broadcasts and, and that's where that kind of that interest started. So that is part so of, cool. Yeah, it really is. And so watching your mother, your mom being on the radio, yep. um, that's what sort of drove your interest in. But then what pushed you to, to go into being uh, into journalism, to being a reporter? Yeah, so I, I always wanted to be in sports journalism, uh, sports reporting, uh, kind of that play-by-play. I did, uh, when it, by the time I got to college at Castleton, I did all the news broadcasts. Um, I even did kind of um, you know, reports and things like that. And I also did play-by-play you know, uh, from sports. I really didn't know mm-hmm. much about at the time, you know, soccer and lacrosse, which I know, more, know a lot more of, to baseball, which I absolutely loved. And that was so cool to be able to... Do play-by-play officially, not on a phone like a mock uh, broadcast. Oh, you yeah. actually were doing the play-by-play yeah, for... Yeah, for Castle, for uh, basketball, soccer, um, You uh, and I baseball. share something there, Ike, because though I love doing this show, and, and I'm sure you love doing what you do on WCX, I've said on the show a number of times that my dream when I was younger would have been to be a baseball broadcaster. Exactly. And I, I still, you know, every now and then you'll see me on the sports desk at WCAX, which, yeah. is, which is a lot of fun, uh, being able to help uh, Jack and Mike out there and anyone else uh, uh, when I have that opportunity. Uh, but yeah, I, I was looking for, uh, you know, getting ready to graduate college uh, along many moons ago at this point now. And uh, an opportunity opened up, uh, you know, uh, one of my uh, friends uh, who, his, his dad worked there, actually. Uh, Andy Goodrich is a, is a good friend who's a photographer still there. Uh, he gave me a tour, and I was able to drop off my resume. And, and walking in, and that's just so crazy looking at this now. You walk in, and again, this is almost eight years ago now, but you see these these people in the newsroom that are, that are they're superstars and in my eyes, and they still are. You know, the Darren Perrin, the Roger Garrett, Eva McCann, uh, you know, all the all these people, Kristen Kelly, uh, you well, know, you see them yeah, every day exactly. in your home, and you, and you get to know them. You and, feel like you know them personally. And now yeah. they're, and, and, and the list just goes on and on. Obviously, who's now my boss, Roger Garrity, Dan Dowling, Gary St- I mean, I can just keep on naming all these superstars at WCAX. And it's cool walking, looking back, walking in. And, and now they're, they're, co- they're friends, they're coworkers, they're, they're people I go to for advice. And uh, that, that feeling of, of being able to walk in and see that. So that led to an internship. I said, you know, this is something I can't, I can't give up. Yeah. Um, a week after um, I graduated from Castleton, made a speech at graduation, moved to Burlington, uh, had an internship at WCAX, also working a job. So, you mm-hmm. know, that summer I was working six, seven days a week. Um, uh, and eventually, uh, at the time, the news director uh, offered me a job. And, nice. Uh, couldn't say no. We're, well, talking to, we're talking to Ike Ben-David from WCAX, one of their star reporters. If you have a question for Ike, give us a call on the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline, 888-414-0303. I think um, your perspective, uh, coming from a small town in Vermont, I think, you know, CAX is a... It, up until just a few years ago, was the last independent television station in the country. The family that owned it, it, it created an environment that was um, different, you know. And uh, to you, you, you kind of caps encapsulated. I think any of us that grew up in this in this market, um, it, it, it 
it is so powerful uh the connection with with you know with the community and to hear you uh talk about your path and how you come from a small town in Vermont you have the you were fortunate enough to be able to spend time in Manhattan but then to come back and uh and achieve it uh is, is pretty cool and i think that comes across on the air when you uh interview and when you when you do stories because you do have this innate background or it comes across in my eyes that you have this background information that seems to really resonate with with me as a listener who grew up in the area or a viewer who grew up in the area no i appreciate that and again it's been a while since i've been in the city, been in the city and what i realize is that's why i love burlington it's a vermont city i had that the both experiences kind of growing up in, in that rural vermont and come to yeah. what i say the big city when you know whenever i see someone from you know anywhere outside of chittenden county so oh, what, what's uh, what brings you to the big city of burlington today right. so I, I really appreciate that it's that perspective and i think you know the opportunity is uh you know myself and you know everyone else at, at wcs we, we care you know, yeah we, this is our our community we are here i live here i've lived here my whole life you know Got high school, college. You know, this yeah, this is very fortunate. I appreciate you saying that. I think we got to also get some bumper stickers made up. When you think about Ike, who do we think of? Dwight Eisenhower and his campaign bumper stickers were, "I like Ike." <laughs> I have a few of those. A few of those at my desk do every you? now and then. Someone's at an antique shop and sees one of those. So <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's uh, I always kind of grew up with that. So uh, it was. Uh, I ran for uh, I, and and uh, won a successful. Uh, both in high school and college, actually, class vice president. Okay. So I used that campaign once oh, or twice. Did you? And so uh, I've heard that before, so I appreciate that. So um, you, you you briefly mentioned that you you were the graduation speaker uh, at Castellan for your graduation. Yeah, it was the, the first uh, graduating class of Castellan University. Yeah. Uh, so I have to give a, a, a amazing experience there to... You know, sometimes you look back at things, you know, Kurt, you're a Yankees fan, those 90s Yankees, you come sometimes say the air was different. You know, mm-hmm. you look back at good memories and, you know, being on that campus, uh, Dave Walk, everyone there, you know, oh, okay. it, was, it was an absolutely, you know, I look back and again, you always want to look back at your, those college years fondly. I made some really good friends there playing on the football team and some of them actually just visited this past weekend. And uh, so, but yeah, it was, it was a very uh, special you were experience. At, you were at Castellan when Dave Walk was taking it through his transformation. Uh, real briefly, I went to Johnson, had a relationship similar with Eric Gilbertson. I was on a retreat on the board of trustees when Dave Walk was on the board of trustees and he and I were roommates at a retreat at Castleton and we shared a dorm room at Castleton uh, wow. back in the 80s. That's great. And so when I was watching him uh, at Castleton take it to the next level, I was thinking, you know, here's a guy who's really, really been a huge, he was, this is again, a very Vermont story. Local guy loved Castleton and really wanted to pour his heart and soul into it and take it to the next level. And you were there for that time. So yeah, it was it, cool. was it was it was something you really would see him walking along. Now again, I worked with him a lot, uh, especially mm-hmm. my last year uh, as vice president there for that senior class. But it, it was something walking around. You would just see him, uh, and, and it's going to be fascinating and exciting to see what this next step. I've been following that with uh, now Vermont State University. Uh, really, every single one of these. Communities, Castleton, Johnson, Linden, Randolph—you know—they they they need they love these colleges. So mm-hmm. it's going to be fascinating and hopefully exciting for the state to see where this goes forward. Now, Ike, um, I want to get into some some of the bigger stories you've yeah. covered in your view. What were the biggest? But first, what was it like when you first went out and did a story for WCAX? You had to come in and go through some training and everything. Were you nervous? What was it like when you first went out there on the field? And we're covering a story the very first. And do you remember what the very first story the was? The very first story that actually aired, uh, 
Eight sixteen sixteen was the date. So tell me I don't remember it. I was still an intern actually, but it was a story on a uh, kind of historic lake sturgeon that washed up on Lake Champlain. And uh, again, I was still an intern, so I, ha- I had some help of uh, also uh, a colleague Kathleen Zoni, who's still there, obviously. And um, I remember, you know, at the time because I was an intern, she went out with me on the story, but I was able to ask all the questions and things like that. Um, so that, that was the story. It was super cool. And I did a recent kind of update on the sturgeon recently. So it was cool to kind of revisit that, that yeah. memory in that moment. Uh, yeah, but my first job, I was the weekend morning producer and reporter, which means, uh, about a month or two after I graduated college or a little more than that, I was waking up at 2am on a Saturday to go to work. Yeah. So while friends and family are still, um, you know, Sure. Shaking off their graduation. So I, I was getting right to it. You're and right I look back it. at that and I'm very thankful. I, you know, I put the pedal to the floor. Um, that's a good, a great experience at the time. You know, Julie Kelly was the uh, anchor there, Nick Borelli. We had a great show there um, and learned a lot from um, both of them. Uh, slowly, you know, kind of, I, I say I almost worked every position now. Yeah, you know, you've had weekend reporter. I, I've done 11 p.m. anchor. So, you know, that, that first story gets back, you know, a little you, bit on the sports, a little bit of the sports as well. And yeah, now my, my title senior reporter now. So you kind of see me a, a little bit of everywhere. But to answer your question, yeah, that, that's it's a go um, and get out there. It, it's an awesome experience It's what you dream about. It's what you want to get out there. And what seven years now you just passed the seven year mark. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, the other day, as you eight sixteen, was that what it was? Uh, that was when the first story aired. Yeah. yeah, so I was there beforehand, kind of the background. So you just yeah. passed the seven year anniversary. So when you look back on seven years, what would you characterize as some of the bigger or the most interesting stories to you that you covered? Yeah, I'm very thankful. Uh, in uh, about was twenty twenty one, I won a Murrow for an investigative piece. Uh, it was called. Um, uh, it was about uh, fraud with. Uh, rental scams. It was actually something you never want to beat a story, but I was looking for an apartment in Burlington and all of a sudden they're asking me, just send me your ID and your social security card. That's, that's my application process. I go. <laughs> and what he did was this, whoever it was sent me a picture of theirs. Obviously it was someone else they scammed. And in my investigation, I found that guy who already got scammed. I was able to let him know. And, um, uh, it was able to inform people about, you know, Anyone can fall for these, and, and to be aware. Um, very thankful for my work. Um, so you actually let the guy know that he'd been scammed. Yeah, he, he had didn't... no idea. I was on camera. It was. Um, oh, and was, it happened right on camera. It happened on camera. Wow. And it was not like, hey, the camera's rolling. I was just like, hey, are you? We were rolling, like, we we're just, are you this guy? Is this your picture? And he's like, how did you get my ID? And I'm like, yeah, that, that's the question I'm asking. How did I get this? So yeah. uh, it was called rental ripoff. So I, I'm very fortunate for that. I've been nominated for. Um, five regional Emmys um, in the last few years as well. So I'm very thankful for that. Everything from uh, continuing coverage to investigative to arts and entertainment as well. So We're talking to Ike Ben David from Channel 3 WCAX News. If you have a question, give us a call. 888-414-0303. We've got a, just a few minutes left with Ike. Ike, um, one of the stories I remember from you, and I'd just like to hear what your feeling was about this, was you were down covering the story at um, the Sears Lane homeless encampment and i can close my eyes right now and envision it with you standing there in the middle of the encampment with smoke curling around your head um and just all kinds of stuff going on what was that like were you were you afraid for your own safety at all yeah so for the viewers or listeners who who don't know that this was uh actually a a continuing coverage piece that i was nominated for a regional emmy for it was a uh, a homeless encampment uh, just off of Pine Street on Sears Lane. And uh, this was kind of during 2020 when obviously the, the state shut down these 
homeless shelters to obviously help isolate people. There's a lot of just wild stuff happening throughout the state, a lot of unknowns. And um, what popped up uh, on Sears Lane was this homeless encampment. And it was a mix of people who um, were, from my understanding, kicked out of some of these programs where people uh, needed um, shelter for whatever reason they were kicked out. And there's also people who really needed shelter and they were working. Um, but it, it, it seemed like the city tried to manage it. Uh, there was no one taking it. And uh, it did get to a point where uh, the police, excuse me, and the city sh- did shut it down. And um, I was there and um, they were really trying to, they weren't welcoming me. And, and I understand that. Um, but they were um, revving their tires, playing loud music. And eventually, yeah, there was someone that um, did show a weapon at that night. And it was, uh, your heart was racing for sure. Oh, I bet. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, guys. Hey, I just wanted to uh, point out what a great job Ike does with uh, the Wildlife Watch. Um, when he goes out and meets with folks, he spends time learning about the subject matter, uh, asks great questions, and presents the information in a real credible way. And uh, I, I just want to uh, really commend him for that great work. Thank, Thank you for that. Thank Ike. you. What, what's your name? Uh, this is Chris. Hey, Chris, I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, that kind of sparks from, yeah, as silly as it sounds, kind of waking up on Saturday and, like, watching Animal Planet or something. And I love that we can do that in our own state. So I appreciate that because we're actually trying to expand that a little more and be able to ask any questions. So if you're listening and Chris yourself, uh, reach out to me because if there's any questions or regulations or, or things you want to learn more about a certain animal or you know, wildlife here, it's, it's a good opportunity for that. So I really appreciate that. It's a passion of mine. All right. Take care. Have a good day. You too. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think that that is, it comes across, you know, that you, uh, and it's interesting, but you take the time to dig in whatever you, uh, whatever you're working on. And, and so do you talk a little bit about how you choose the stories you work on or are you, are you at the mercy of the editor? How does it work? How does it work? Yeah. In, in my, in my role here now as senior reporter, I, I'm very fortunate to kind of, um, you know, be able to really kind of have some days where, you know, I had a day yesterday where I'm working on a, a future investigation, which I can't say too much about right now, but I'm able to... Oh, come really, on, tell us. Yeah, I can't. I'll, <laughs> I'll give you a preview when I know more that I can I can say, but, you know, I really spent really most of yesterday, and I had this opportunity to to make calls, send emails, go through my video. Um, if something happens, I'm available, and I, they can they can just send me right off. So that that's that point where if something crazy does happen, um, you know, they're able to just send me right off. And some days it's it's asking, you know, we we got to cover this, you know. We got to go. Oh and, okay, sure, and and and, and we have a great team. Deck. Yeah, and okay. we have a great team that obviously, uh, like a manager, if we're going to speak in baseball terms, that really make sure uh, the producers and our editors really kind of divvy it out to make sure we're covering everything, asking those questions and things like that. But in, in my role, I have that opportunity to. Well, I'm working on a wildlife watch today. I got to travel to you know the Northeast Kingdom to talk about you know trout today. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be gone all day, and yep. they gave me that opportunity. And and I appreciate you know viewers like you know Chris there calling in and what you're hearing because it does pay off and. Um, you get that information out there. How rewarding is the work? Like, to you? I, I'm very thankful. You know, it's obviously a service to people of Vermont asking those questions, uh, accountability, but also, um, you know, being on, you know, you know, being the the, the, you know, the classic is eyewitness news. We're bringing the cameras. We're bringing. I'm able to describe to uh, the viewers here in Vermont, and we have that absolutely amazing opportunity. My, my colleague and good friend Calvin Cutler. What we always joke about is, you know, here we are, we're we're an inch deep, mile wide. You know, one day, like I said, I'm in the woods talking about you know tracking animals, but then I'm in court for some investigation. But then the next day. You know, we're you know talking about traffic violations. You know, yeah. you, you got to know a little bit about a lot. We're just about out of time. 
But I do want to get a quick comment from you about covering, obviously, the big story in Vermont these last months, which was the the horrific flood that uh, caused such devastation. What was that like covering the flood? Yeah, going off what I just said, the cameras can only show so much. When your feet on the ground actually seen it, it, it hits you in a place where you got to kind of take a deep breath and realize, hey, I got to get to work here. And it, it, the, that, that first day where you're, I was in Johnson, the Tuesday after I was in Johnson and people were on boats, uh, you know, things are floating in the water. You don't know what uh, is happening yeah. to their house. The day after I was with the governor, FEMA, Senator Sanders and Welch, and, and obviously Congresswoman Ballot and a whole other uh, group of people. Uh, in Barrie. And I, I remember I asked the governor, we're standing there, people's homes are just going, you can see right in them. We're walking in mud, knee deep mud. And I asked governor, what is this like? You're from this area. And he just was like, he's, you know, this is on a Wednesday and it's on our archives on our website is, you know, he was very concerned because, you know, Barrie is a, 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 it's, it's a kind of poor area is what I think the word he used. And he's worried about this area, the people, how we're going to come back, the funding, seeing the, the bricks of, you know, concrete is laid across the street and, you know, I had a trip planned to uh, California that weekend, um, you know, years in advance. And, you know, I ended up going. And, you know, the thing was, you realize you're at the airport. You're, hey, where are you from? You know, you talk to people all the time. When people, when I say I was from Vermont, people were like, are you okay? Yeah. It, it, this was, a, you know, th- there's obviously other national disasters, which are really devastating right now that we're hearing about, too. But this was known absolutely nationwide. So to be able to see it, and I, even just this week, I was in Montpelier. And almost every single storefront was going through construction. Yeah. It was gutted. They're working. And it's great to see that we're coming back. And, and, I, and I, as a state, it, it's, it's great to see. And that's going to be um, the story as we turn the page. But to ask what it was like seeing there, it's, it's one of those memories you, you'll never, you know, never forget for sure. Do you see yourself um, at some someday? Because I'm guessing you're going to be sought Putting after. Put me on the spot, Kurt. What's going on I'm here? guessing you're going to be sought after. And, and do you see yourself at some point moving on to some Bigger media, national media. Yeah, that I, I am very happy to be here in Vermont. This is this is why I've been We're here happy for to so long. I appreciate that. You know, the, the Vermont is home. Uh, there, there are some amazing people and great stories to tell here. So uh, the future is unknown, uh, but I, I'm very very happy to to be here, and um, and I'm very lucky for uh, Channel Three and WCAX. Ike Ben David, thanks for being on the morning drive today. Hope we can get you back again. I'd love in the future. To, I hope I'm a reoccurring guest now. That would be great. Absolutely, yeah. and congratulations on the big news for next year. Oh uh, yes. Uh, yes, Kurt is uh, as I mentioned when I saw him last time. Uh, recently got engaged, so that, that that might be a key to your answer. You just uh, you, the question you just asked there. That'll keep you here. Uh, I appreciate it, guys. There we Thank, go. Thanks so much. <laughs> thanks, Ike. Go Yankees. Go Yankees. Yeah, <laughs> go Giants. Yes. Thanks for coming in, Ike. All right, we're gonna check in with Fox News.